Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Stand behind the glass, there's a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. And welcome to the big show, everybody. And by big show, I mean 90 minutes of NFL. Well, with 20 minutes, not really, 20 minutes of NBA, maybe 70 minutes of the NFL. And Jake is here. We're both in the same place this the week. First time in long time. First time, long time. Uh, but Jake is busy with his bottle. Seth and I are busy with our pizza and our mozzarella sticks. And eventually our bottles. <laughs> uh, we got about 40 years for that, and then we'll be dealing with the pen and a bottle. But anyway, so we have the NFL preview. We will go uh, NFL draft preview, where annually we tell you how much we suck. That's basically the way it works. And in June, we'll redo this for the NBA, and we'll be even more wrong. But we'll be more wrong. How bad we are. We are pretty good on the NFL. We are really bad on the NBA, and it makes sense, not at all, because. The NFL has thousands of players to pick from, and the NBA really only has 60, 70, but we really screw it up. But first, let's go on to the NBA playoffs, and we're busy watching the Celtics play the Bucs. Marcus Smart coming back after uh, the first four games, and he's made a real impact in that defensively, he is the bread and butter of that team. And he's been on the floor. He's been, he, he can't shoot worth a lick. Well, but that was a layup. He can't, he can't shoot worth a lick. But, but the fact is, he is the heart and soul of that defense. And so far, they're up 17 to 13. You know, we, we talked about this before, and we both had the Celtics over the box in the first round. Have you changed your opinion? Yeah, I mean, look, we're allowed to change our, we're allowed to change our opinions on these things. Um, I don't think Portland's getting past New Orleans. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought you'd like that. Um, I just think, you know, it, it's talent versus coaching, and usually talent will win. As good as Jason Tatum is, as good as Jalen Brown has become, Milwaukee's just more talented. Yeah, if Brad Stevens can will this team to a second round with their two best players out for the season, and their their second best player not even having played more than a half the entire year, it is really an accomplishment. I don't, as I said, I don't think I don't think they could beat Philly, and I'm kind of hoping Milwaukee wins because I think it's a better matchup um, against Philly, who is up three one and should my guess would be would will win will win out um, over a you know kind of a mediocre Philly team or a mediocre Miami team. You know, with Boston having another top pick this year, Irving comes back. Yeah. Hayward comes back, Tatum's better, Brown is better, Rozier is better. This team is going to be really good. Yeah, and not only are they going to be really good, but then you have Kawhi Leonard. All right? You have the San Antonio knocked out of the playoffs, or will be by Golden State. Kawhi Leonard not playing. There have been rumors that he's unhappy. Obviously, the team is unhappy with him. And that may be an understatement that the team is unhappy with him. But the fact is, there are very few teams, and I've, I've done a little bit of research given that 
my one of my mentors is a Boston Celtic fan. Wait, you did research? I did. A, a good amount of research with regards to this and how many teams could legitimately trade for a Kawhi Leonard. How many teams could put up the amount that it would take him, have the salaries, because remember, Kawhi's a free agent after next year. He can sign a Supermax this year, but he only can put $20 million into the into the salary salary trade. So if you're the Celtics, you can't trade Gordon Hayward straight up for him. Not that I think the Celtics would – not that I think the Spurs would do that. But you can't include him in a trade because Hayward's already in the $30 million mark. But let me ask you this. If you're the Celtics, now you have Gordon Hayward, which means you have a three already, right? You have the same position as Kawhi plays. But could Kawhi play a four in small ball? So would you trade a Tatum – a Marcus Smart and a number one for Kawhi Leonard? No. You wouldn't trade Tatum? No, I wouldn't trade Tatum. Okay. Tatum is a rookie contract. Agreed. Smart may actually be a restricted free agent. Yes, it would be a sign and trade. Sign and trade. You're, you're not going to trade the top whatever pick they have. Forget it. Probably six or seven. Yes. Or did that go in the Irving trade? Was that traded? Do they no, have they have a pick. Yeah, they, have, right. they have Philly's pick. Okay, so that's a different trade. Oh, that's last year's Markel Fultz trade. Um, no, I don't think you trade Tatum. Tatum is a future all-star. Mm-hmm. You're on a rookie contract. Whether as good as he as good as he is, and leave these for Carly. And <laughs> I don't think that's the difference. I just think that I think the team is championship caliber already. They just need to get healthy and healthy and get a little bit more experienced. Okay, so. The other teams that are available to trade for him, the Clippers, who don't have talent enough to do it, right? If you're trading Kawhi Leonard and you're the Spurs, you have to get a centerpiece. You have to get a Tatum. Yeah. You have to get a guy like that. So what other teams can pull it off? The Lakers can pull it off. If they put in Brandon Ingram. But then, is that enough of a centerpiece? To be interesting, San Antonio. So, but you put Ingram, Julius Randle, and they won't trade their ones. They've already said they're not trading anything going forward. But if you're getting Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, you do. So Randle, who's in restricted, you would need it would be Randle. Ingram, you may have to trade. You may have to throw in a Kuzma or a Hart as well. Okay. Look, if you're doing this. You're doing this to get Leonard and to get a LeBron, a Boogie, a top 20 name. Yeah. To have suddenly your automatic playoff threat. So you got to do what you got to do. That is more interesting because I think LA would be more active. I think LA would do that. San Antonio, they may be the best that they can get. I don't think they get Tatum or Brown. Give up Tatum or Brown right now. I just don't. Well, there are very few teams that either have cap space, which the Lakers do, which enables them to take back less. Uh, sorry, take back more, which is why they can trade a Randall, who's a restricted, and Ingram, and a Kuzma, which will probably be close to the 25, but probably $5 million off. They can absorb that into the cap space. Clippers don't have cap space. Detroit doesn't have cap I mean, I'm just throwing out teams, right? Portland doesn't have cap space. The Suns have it. 
But you're not trading well, Devin Booker. The person that anybody would want would be Devin Booker. Right. The, the Mavericks have it. Would you trade Dennis Smith? No. But you're not – the thing is, A, you wouldn't trade him. B, there's no way the Spurs and the Mavericks make a trade. No, they don't make a trade. Wait a minute. You're the Spurs. You wouldn't take Dennis – you you would take Dennis Smith? No, the point is those two teams don't make trades, Right. It's kind of like the Jets and the Giants. Right. They don't make trades. If you're going for the same market, you're not making a trade with anybody. Right. By the way, if you'd like to call in, 760 283 0846. 760 283 0846. I just hit the, uh, the theme again. Nah. No, it was actually pretty good. But there, there just aren't those teams. The Knicks can't do it. They don't have the, stu- they don't have the studs to do it. They, no, you. No, because you're never going to trade Porzingis. Right. So. And you can't tra- – the, the thing is, too, about the Celtics, is if Gordon Haywood was healthy, you could fashion a trade around him. Yes. But the problem is Gordon Haywood is not healthy. And no matter what you're go- – no matter what you are trading, you're, the Spurs will not take a, a injured Gordon yeah. Haywood. Because That's when – That's million a year, absolutely. Right. And when you think about it – Kawhi Leonard's injury is a quad. Yeah. Gordon Hayward's injury is ligaments yeah. and leg. bones. It's a leg. Right. So, so the other teams that could do it, Indiana potentially could do it. They're not trading Oladipo. No. But, and remember, Kawhi Leonard came from Indiana, yeah. which would be awesome. It would be great if George Hill went back. George Hill is hurting his pinky in uh, Cleveland right now. But – no, I was thinking Cleveland, the, the team that was the player that would come to mind is Miles Turner. But does, is that really – That's you, enough. But the problem is you don't have the salaries to match up anywhere close. No, you don't. Because Miles Turner is still on a rookie contract. And you need Miles Turner and more. So yeah. what are you giving up? You're giving up the 20th pick in the draft? Yeah, yeah Turner is a bonus in the 20 is not going to – Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. The Nets don't have a thing. The Nets are interesting in regard, but they're not going to trade a draft pick because – they haven't had one since 1977. Well, I think, and the other thing is they don't have a centerpiece. No, there is no good surrounding pieces. Yeah, they don't have the one definitive. If you are Orlando, yes, you could do it. You trade Aaron Gordon, but I don't think Aaron Gordon is that good enough, right? Kemba Walker's not a centerpiece, so there are very few teams that can legitimately pull this off. So, and here's the other question: If you're San Antonio, you offer him a max, super max contract after not playing this entire year? I don't know. I really don't. I mean, su- let's understand what the super max is. Super max is $40 million a year. $40 million a year for a guy that A, doesn't want to play or didn't want to play this year, whether he was hurt or not. He could have been hurt. Look, the, if you recall, and there's a good article on the undefeated today, and I completely was in the Spurs corner going into reading this article. Completely in it. I said, yeah, yeah, exactly. I said, there's no way that this could be anybody else's fault except for Kawhi Leonard. And then I read this article, and I don't remember who wrote it by, on the undefeated. They, I don't remember. But one of the things that they mentioned was last year, Isaiah Thomas was cleared by the Boston Celtics. Right. And he played. And look what happened. So just because you're cleared by the team 
doesn't mean you're healthy. And if Kawhi Leonard doesn't believe he's healthy, then he owes it to himself to get healthy. Right. The question is, why is it taking a full year for a quad to heal? Agreed. That's not normal. Also agreed. But, again, right, only a player knows his – like, so – so for those that listen to the show, you know I have numerous injuries with my body. I've had knee injuries. I've had Adrian Adonis. <laughs> yes. He's Adrian Adonis. But he's <laughs> <laughs> but, but the fact is, I've had numerous injuries. And when you get on a subway and you have a back injury, people bump into you all the time. And you can't get mad with them. Because they have absolutely no idea that you have a back injury. They have absolutely no idea how much pain you're actually in. It's not like someone's pregnant and it's aesthetically easy to see. Right. So the point is, nobody can see how much pain this guy's in. And a pain threshold that one person may have, it may be totally different than a pain threshold that somebody else has. Agreed. So, you know what? We, we, we state all the time that the guy should be in the game. That was a travel. The guy should be in the game. But who knows? Maybe he's maybe he's he's got internal something or another going on. By the way, if we say that was a travel or that was a nice dunk or a three pointer in that in that case, we are watching the Boston Milwaukee game. Boston is up twenty four twenty two with ten minutes left in the second quarter. And also, Sean, for the first time, is experiencing what hosting a sports radio show is while having an 18, 18 month old running around, running through your legs while you're trying to host and keep. It- Agreed, but he's not saying anything. So I'm all. Yeah. He holds on this for a good half hour. All right. So we'll talk more about Kawhi Leonard as the free agency comes in July, which is pretty much our favorite week because we have July 1st to July 5th, especially this year. That was another travel. Uh, July 1st to July 5th, we learn if John Tavares stays with the Islanders. Yeah, in yeah, addition, yeah, my heart is having palpitations just thinking about it. Mine is. <laughs> Mine absolutely is. Yes. Like with him, you miss the playoffs. Don't Without stop. Him, you miss the playoffs. Stop. It's not like we're talking about Taylor Ball. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. Well played. But, okay, so we have some other series. Obviously, the Pelicans beat the Blazers, and they blew them out. They blew them out. And Drew Holiday played like Michael Jordan for a series. Yeah, I mean, if they play like that. There's no way. There's no way Holiday can play like that yeah. for another series. But with Curry Hurt, that is a very interesting series against Golden State. It is because Davis is so much taller. It's a terrible matchup. And I spoke with Randy Zellia actually about this, the co-owner of Backsport. The owner of Backsport. Randy Zellia. Randy Zellia. The owner of Backsport. What do you think about this? Who lives and dies and stuff. And he was talking with some of the people out in Golden State, and they said the same thing. They did not want anything to do with New Orleans. Portland had no, they had no fear of Portland. Nobody wants to play New Orleans because if they can ever – if Davis ever gets hot, and he was brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. You have a good backcourt with Rondo and, and Holiday. You have a three-point shooter in Miritich, who you have to respect at this point. They're a dangerous team. And Miritich plays defense. That was another trial. How many travels can we have? About four or three minutes. Yeah. Well, Miritich actually plays defense and spreads the floor. Yeah. And then, that brings us – that brings us to another another question that we'll obviously talk more about as free agency goes on, but Boogie Cousins. Boogie Cousins was traded as traded to New Orleans, and they formed the Twin Towers. 
And before he was injured, they did win eight out of nine games. They were on a roll before he got hurt. But we haven't seen this Anthony Davis until now. Well, to be fair, we haven't seen the Pelicans because they're never on television. No, 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 wait, wait. But to be fair, we have not seen an Anthony Davis dominate the way he is dominating. But well, here's the thing. You have a guy that spreads the floor in Miritich. Miritich. You have Anthony Davis again playing the five and not the four, which is the most important thing because when he plays the four – He's got a guard, guys, out on the perimeter. He's yeah. not Anthony Davis. Right, but here's but the dominance also, you have to look at the, the opponent. Portland is a nice team, but a full black backcourt driven team. Agreed. There is nobody. Now, to be fair, Lillard got absolutely outplayed by Drew Holiday, who was brilliant yes. in this series. But there is nobody in Portland to get anywhere near Anthony Davis. Hold on a second. But there is nobody in the playoffs that can do that. No, Draymond Green is going to give him problems. I said problems. I'm not – look, he's a dominant player. He is a dominant small player. He's a dominant – talking about Green, you're talking about him. Green. I'm talking about – is there, other than Joel Embiid, is there another center in the NBA playoffs right now? A completely different kind of player. Agreed, but that's the point, right? Embiid and Davis matchup are, are, are a great matchup. I would love to see that. Because Embiid goes out, Davis goes out, they both bang under the, under the boards that they want. They both are a traditional center. There is no other traditional center in the NBA playoffs. Well, there is. Carl Anthony Towns. No. Carl Anthony Towns is not a traditional center. He's a relatively traditional center. And that man ain't making it through the no, next round. No, he does tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Davis is not a traditional center. And the point that he hits threes, he's exceptionally athletic. Agreed. You know, you're talking about, you're talking about, it's very difficult sometimes to keep the, yeah. So, so we're watching right now, if you've ever seen the movie Click, where, <laughs> where the dog goes to town on, on uh, it was a duck. We're watching Carly and Seth's dog go to town on something. <laughs> Toys in the last 15 years. We can say bitch. <laughs> um, and, and ladies and gentlemen, this is a female dog, so we're uh, kind of wondering how that works. But anyway, it is a bitch. It's a female dog. <laughs> we should post that on Facebook. Video? We have it on video. We will never post that on Facebook. It's been banned. Oh, come on. If you want to call it, 760-283-0846. So Golden State's going to take it. From Minnesota tomorrow. From uh, San Antonio. San Antonio tomorrow, sorry. So we got Minnesota, right? And they Houston, lost. Houston will go, is up 3 1. Is up 3 1. They're going to go too. Okay. And then we got Utah and Oklahoma City. Oh, first of all, we have, to, we have to give some credit to Houston because last night I turned on the game and they were up by 50 in a playoff game. They were up 50? They were up. 50. Really? They were losing it to half. They were up. They scored 50 points in the third quarter. I don't think they were ever up 50. Oh, I'm going to go look at this, but I believe they were up 50 points. Rockets, Timberwolves. Don't you love when we have these little stats? Okay. Rockets, Timberwolves, box score. So they won the game by 19. 
And they were up. They were not up 50. No, they scored 50. You're right. They were up. So they were up after three, 11, 50, 100, 48, 69. They were up 31. Right. But look what the score was at the half. Right. Well, they outscored them by 30 points in the third quarter. Oh, sorry. Sorry. They were up by 30. Even that is James Harden missed his first seven shots and finished with an ungodly amount of points again. So the Rockets are for real. When we thought that that, that series would be cl- much closer. Yeah. But we both. Yeah. But Minnesota has not looked good. As, my, as, as Sean blocks my one-year-old as he goes in for a lay. And does my Dukevin with some of them. Yeah, I'm very proud of him. I'm very proud of Sean. Takes a lot of guts to block a 21-month-old. Yes, absolutely. Especially when he's passing to the oven. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. So, okay, so... So, but Utah in Oklahoma City last night, Utah takes a 3-1 to one lead on a team that we thought would at least make it past this round. I mean, Utah and Donovan Mitchell and Ricky Rubio, Ricky Rubio decided, hey, I'm not in Minnesota anymore. I can play. I can pass. Triple-double from Ricky Rubio, which is exactly what we thought we would see coming out of the draft. Yeah. And that maybe that's what we see now. Okay. So... Do you think that Oklahoma City comes back? No. It's I mean, three to one. Three to one. Even when they have two games at home, I think it's difficult to come back since they win three in a row. Okay. Well, let me ask you this question. If they don't come back, does Paul George resign? I don't think Paul George is resigning with her. So, okay. I'll tell you who wins if Paul George does not resign. Because I think the, because of the Boogie Cousins situation, the Lakers can get Cousins and George. I mean, easily get Cousins. If George goes, Boogie, people are – I don't think New Orleans is going to shell out for Boogie. No, I, don't I think they're going to give him a two- to three-year contract and say, here's the money. Here's what I'm giving you. No way you're getting a max. Yeah. You can't – because he's got an Achilles tendon tear on a big guy. Big guys and Achilles tendon tears don't work very well. Okay. So, we've come to the top. dun da 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 Our NFL draft monstrosity, because that's what we generally got. So Seth is going to keep tabs this year, because every year I generally do, and I just don't have a computer today. <laughs> so with the first pick, now, by the way, this is what we believe will happen. Not this, what we think should happen. Right, exactly. And we will comment on whether we, sh- be, we believe these should or not. With the first pick, the Cleveland Browns select from USC, Sam Darnold. Now, I went different this year. So every year I try and pick flat on. I, I try and make the selections as I think they would go. This year I went because I want to beat Seth. Because I think I've beaten you the last You've beaten me, years. yeah, the last couple of years. I wanted to go close enough that I may get it right, but close enough that I get points. It's all about the getting points here. It's, it's, just being, it's just the tip, ladies and gentlemen. I just need to get it. <laughs> No. Hard to is still single at age almost 42 with comments like this. <laughs> so I think Sam Darnold going to the Browns. Look, they could pick a Josh Allen. I don't think that they will. I think they go for the what they believe is the short thing, and that's Sam Darnold. Yeah, I would actually, if I was 
if I was Cleveland, I'll be honest, I may not take a quarterback because you're going to get your you can get your quarterback at four if you really like three of these guys, which supposedly they like they like the three. They don't they're not big on um on Rosen, and you get whether it's Chubb or it's Barkley, but I don't think it's going to play out that way. I have him going Darnold. I think Allen's a smokescreen. Well, they're going to get Chubb or Barkley anyway. Yeah. I mean, they're going to get one of those two guys anyway. Well, yeah, the big fear, I think, yeah. Well, they're going to get one of the two, but they may have a specific choice. Yeah, I don't know. Great. So who do you have your uh, New York football Giants? As much as I'd love to see the Giants trade down, I don't see them trading down below five or six. And there's no way that that happens unless the Bills really want it. So I can't figure out a way for the Giants to trade down. Now, I do have a couple trades that do come up a little bit later in the draft. So – I'm a Giants fan. I don't see a great – I don't love Eli Manning. I never have. But I don't love these quarterbacks. I don't. I think it's an overrated group. The best player in the draft is Saquon Barkley, and I don't love him at number two. But I don't see any other option. So I'll take Barkley at number two. Well, here's my question. If you had the 10th pick in the draft, would you love Saquon Barkley there? Okay, so you believe he's the number one player in the draft. So – if you're Dave Gettleman, you take the number one player in the draft. You're paying, what you're paying him as a running back at number two is literally the number – is almost the highest that you pay any running back in the week as a rookie. That's kind of the problem I have with it. But I would – Well, you're not paying him levy on Bell money. No, you're paying him – You're paying him under – I think it's under McCoy money. It's right. probably third or fourth. Yeah, which is a lot for a guy. Uh, I agree. But, it, and you're – and you're going to get comparisons to Blair Thomas in, in yeah. that he's drafted number two overall. I understand that. Trust me. I understand. Or we have Kajana Carter. Yeah, there you go. Another number. Another Penn State running back you. But I also have Saquon Barkley at number two. Look, if Gettleman thinks he's the number one player in the draft, this is the guy that he goes for, I don't think there's any shot to take a quarterback. I don't think even if Darnold is there, they take a quarterback. I think it's either Barkley or it's Chubb. What would it take for them to trade out, in your opinion? Probably a first-round a first round pick in the top six. It would have to be pick five or number six. Uh-huh. Then either a late first round or, pretend, or two second rounds, something along those lines. So I fashioned the trade, and I don't think it will happen. But if Buffalo traded up from 11 to 6, and got the Broncos, or sorry, or Indy or the Broncos, five or six, and then traded their first, and they have two twos this year. So if they trade their first, the 11, and both of those twos this year to get to six, and then next, so you get Buffalo's number one pick next year and the sixth pick. What do you think about it there? I would probably – well, they have no second-round picks to throw in. They also have two-thirds. So what if you got the Browns' third pick, who is the number one pick in the third? For the the first – the number six pick, the first pick next year, and the number – the first third-round pick. I feel like Kevin Costner here in draft day. Yeah, it sounds like it. And I want Joe Putney, damn it. (laughs) But, like, you need a punt returner. Yeah, you didn't think I saw that. Um, For for the first round, for the number six this year – the number first round pick next year and the first pick in the third round, I would probably do it. So let's understand where you're going with that. You are losing out on Chubb. 
You're losing out on Barkley. In probability, you're losing out on both of those guys. Yeah. Okay. So you're looking at it probably. You're, you're looking at Nelson or defensive back. Okay. All right. So number three pick. Okay. This is, this is giving me heartburn all year. And for those that listen to the show, you know who I want. This is not that hard. I've been beckoning this guy's name since September. I want Josh Allen. I don't want Joe Putney. I want Josh Allen. Well, Joe Putney returns kicks. Exactly. Well, we need one of those too. But yeah, we do. But number one, we need a quarterback, and we need a quarterback that can make all the throws. And the last guy that was under forty years old that the Jets had that can make all the throws was Richard Todd. Yeah, Pennington didn't have enough of an arm. Pennington had less of an arm than your one and a half year old son. My, my son is a gun. I know that, but that's what I'm saying. Less. Then a gun. So, Ken O'Brien, no arm. Vinny Testaverde, Social Security. Over 40. Over 40. I'm a Ray Lucas. <laughs> That's Ray, to be fair, Ray Lucas won a very important he game. He did. He got me to the playoffs. He got me to the playoffs. And, and Brownie Nagel, well, he was picked one, one pick behind Brett Favre. So, I mean, really, there's his claim to fame. And by the way, in the, I loved that draft when they had it. I loved Brandon Nagel. I remember exactly where I was. But anyway, I have them taking Josh Rosen. And I think they take Josh Rosen because they believe he's the best quarterback there. I don't believe he, he's the best quarterback right now. I don't believe he'll be the best quarterback, period. Seth is playing basketball. I don't think he'll be the best quarterback, like, in – when you look back on this in five or ten years, I think the biggest upside is Allen. And I, th- and I think you take the guy with the biggest upside when you're at three, especially when you have a Josh McCown and a Teddy Bridgewater. Now, the question is, and this has been the big issue, the Jets supposedly, again, who knows what's real and what's not. You've heard this, too. Of the four, I think so. I can't tell if Sean is moaning or having – what kind of moan that actually was. But – of the four quarterbacks, supposedly the one that the Jets have no interest in is Josh Allen. Now, I'm not sure if they don't want to, they don't want to bring in someone for who's, two, who's two years away. They're the GM and coach afraid they're going to lose their jobs. I'm not sure if they just don't if he just doesn't fit Jeremy Bates' offense. To me, the best quarterback in the draft is Josh Rosen. I've said that pretty. He's the best college quarterback I saw last year. I think he is. I think the people, the stuff that's talked, that people are talking about him is ridiculous. I think he will be very, very good in New York and handle it quite well. I, I think they're going to go Mayfield, but I ended up picking Rosen anyway. So either Jets going Rosen at three, I'll go with Cleveland. They're certainly not going quarterback. They're certainly not going running back. There's only really two players they could take, Nelson or Chubb. They're going to go deep. I don't love Chubb in regards to they have Miles Garrett, they have Emmanuel Ogba. I don't think they have a lot of other needs, but Chubb is the best player at this point. I think they go Chubb. Yeah. I got to say, Emmanuel Ogba is like the guy that I drew, that I had nightmares about. He just keeps sacking me in Madden 18. And that's you know, one of the few reasons I know his name, and I know his name over and over and over again. I think they have to go Chubb. I don't think there's a way they can trade this pack. I don't. I, I keep going around in circles, and I think that the the Browns fans would absolutely have a conniption if they traded this pick again. 
They've just done too much trading. They need to stay where they are. And I think that they keep the pick and they pick Chubb. And now we're on to the Broncos. So the Broncos can go one of two ways. They can either hold on to the pick and pick a quarterback, which is what I have, which, look, in this scenario, they can either pick the quarterback or trade down with Buffalo. And I have them doing, I don't know which one it is, but it doesn't matter. Brent, it doesn't matter. Baker Mayfield goes right here. He could go to, to me, he could go to Buffalo or he could go to Denver right here. And I have it the opposite way. If Buffalo trades, they're trading for someone who can actually throw, who's big enough and strong enough to throw the ball in Buffalo. True. So I have them going, I have Buffalo trading up for five, trading 12 and 22. Um, and I have them taking Josh Allen. Okay. Well, like I said, this may be a trade. It may not be a trade. Either way, I think, and it could be Buffalo or it could be, it could be Miami. I still have Baker Mayfield going right there. And, and, and I have Arizona trading up to six. And I have and I have a trade for six, and I have it for Allen. So maybe Arizona goes to five, and then Buffalo goes to six. Okay. But so either now, way. Now we're up to we, – we knew what the first six picks for all intents and purposes were probably going to be. Agreed. So now is where it kind of gets interesting. Tampa Bay, two major needs, running back and secondary. Yeah. There's no running back you're taking here unless Barkley falls to seven. I will tell you there's no running back in the first round until the last pick for me. Other than, I don't have anyone. I don't okay. have another running back. Okay. I have a lot of good second-round running backs like Ronald Jones and Darius Geis and uh, the two guys from uh, Georgia, Mike, Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb. Who I love. I, um, I, I really like Nick Chubb. Um, you just like the last name Chubb. But um, Tampa goes secondary. There's no question. There's no choice. I got him, too. And I have him going for the Florida State uh, – so, yep. It's either going to be Minka Fitzpatrick or Derwin James, and I am going Derwin James as well. They need safety help. Yeah. And Fitzpatrick is going to get the tweener label. Yep. And he could be good at either one, but I think they've got to figure out which one he is. So I got Derwin James as well. So I think the Bears is another pick that we're both going to agree on. Yeah. The Bears need to protect Mitch Trevlinski. They have Kyle Long on one side, and now they're going to have Quentin Nelson on the other. And I don't think there's – if there is a certainty pick in this draft, as long as that pick doesn't get traded or somebody doesn't go above Nelson, it, uh, go above the Bears, I think it's Nelson, Nelson, Nelson. I don't think it's any Nelson, 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 Nelson. Nelson. Okay. He's a Notre Dame kid. He's a Chicago. He's a Midwest guy. It fits perfectly. San Francisco at nine. I wish there was a Y out there for them at this point because I think they could use one. Um, that needs to talk into the mic. He's a good father. So I think San Francisco, you, you brought in McKinnon. There's no running back you need. You need defensive help. I have him going make a Fitzpatrick from Alabama. Okay. Well, the one thing that I think, well, one of the very things that they do need is the fact that they're going to lose their inside linebacker this year. Yeah. So <laughs> because it's the last year. It's they, a shame, but... They picked them last. I, I can't remember the guy. Ruben... Foster. Yeah, Ruben Foster. So, Ruben Foster dropped to 31 last year, and everybody was singing the 49er praises, including John Lynch. But what he said yesterday was emphatic, to the point, and I loved it. He said, if it proves true that he hit that woman, his girlfriend, he will not be a 49er. And if you lose your top... 
tackler, you need to replace that guy. And they haven't done in free agency. And because of that, I think they hit Tremaine Edmonds. Um, Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, I think he's out of Georgia. He's out of Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. There you go. See, to me, you skip the best. First of all, when that happens, there is no doubt in my mind that Reuben Foster ends up with the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Along with Shane Fitzpatrick and Pac-Man Jones. And he'll join Vontaze Berlick and with the – on our fantasy team? Exactly. By the way, we've had both of these guys. Of course. We had them last year. We are we are the end of the day. So, to me, the, the three best players in this draft. You're going to pick the other linebacker right now, aren't you? Right. And guess what? He's going to the Raiders. I got him there, too. Where should be going. Raquan Smith? Raquan Smith. You know, the three best players in this draft probably are Barkley, um, Barkley, Chubb, and then either Quentin Nelson or Rocky Smith. The linebacker from Georgia is phenomenal. He fits open like it's to a T. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Okay, so now we're moving on to Miami. So Miami can go one of two ways. They can trade up, which is what I believe both of us had an idea that they might do. I had an idea that they might do, is trade up. So if they trade up to the Broncos and go grab Mayfield, well, I have the Broncos picking Mika Fitzpatrick. Now, if they stay there, they need secondary help anyway. So I got Minka Fitzpatrick. So either way, with this pick, Minka Fitzpatrick out of Alabama. Well, and I have him going probably the, the best straight corner in the draft. I have him going Denzel Ward from Ohio State. Surprisingly, we both are looking the same way, but just not the same player. And here's where – so I have the next pick. Again, we're going back-to-back here. I have Denzel Ward going to Buffalo. Because Buffalo it has lost most of their corners with Ronald Darby going to Philly, and they lost E.J. Gaines to free agency. And they did sign Vontae uh, Davis, but that's only to a one-year contract. So one of two things happens here. Indy drops down to trade with Buffalo, and they pick uh, Denzel Ward, or Buffalo stays there and picks Denzel Ward and loses out on the quarterback. Either one could happen. And I think Buffalo may surprise everybody and take Mason Randolph in the, se- in the second round and say, screw it. I just don't want to deal with this in the first Ma- round. Ma- Mason, Mason Rudolph. Is, Rudolph, excuse me. Rudolph, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, guy. Again, you need a guy with a big arm. He played Oklahoma State. He could throw the ball. Yeah. Um, I actually have, because this is part of the Denver trade, so I have Denver picking at 12. Okay. And they need, they need best front seven help. So I have them going with Edmonds, your Virginia Tech guy. Okay. So the annoying part is we're through 12 picks. And we probably have the same guy. Every, right? every single player has been the same. Right, no. but they're in different spots. Yeah, they're relatively close, which sure. is annoying. Usually we're not this close. Okay, well, that generally happens later on. Yeah. Later on, we're, we're picking we're different. Okay, so now we're at the Redskins. And the Redskins, like the Bears, I think, are looking for front seven. Are, have, sorry. The Redskins, like the Bears, have nestled in on one spot. They need front seven help in, in, on the defense, much the same way as the Bears need offensive line help. So I got them taking Vita Bay, one of the greatest names in all sports, Vita Bay, to go with Jonathan Allen, their first-round pick last year, who, who went 19 overall and dropped because of knee problems. Yeah. So they are rebuilding their defensive line. Yeah, I unfortunately have the same pick. Um, I think that'll probably stop after this after this move. But again, they do need defensive line help. When you look around, especially the 
you need with Dallas with Elliott, Philly with Jayajai, the Giants potentially with Barkley. You need a big run stopper, and that's what you have in Vita Bay. 14 is Green Bay. Yes. Green Bay is where things start to get a little interesting. Absolutely. Because this is where you start to see maybe there's a wideout, maybe a Calvin Ridley, maybe a DJ Moore or a, Cor- or a Cortland Sutton. Um, I didn't go that way. Yeah. I went corner. Um, they do need some, they need some back seven help. They traded, when they traded for Deshaun Kaiser, they traded uh, Demetrius Randall, more safety, but still, their they're, the secondary is old. I go Mike Hughes, cornerback, South Florida. Okay, well, we are definitely begging off the difference here. I think corners can be taken later in the draft. I like Mike Hughes, but I have him going a little bit later. I think that what's the one thing that helps the secondary more than anything else? A good pass rush. The Giants showed that more than any other team in recent history is you can have a horrendous back seven. But if you can sack the passer, it doesn't matter who you got back there. And because of that, they're looking for a guy that was second behind Brandon Chubb, and that is Marcus Davenport out of, I believe it's Texas Southwestern. He's, he's from a smaller school. He is. You know, I think it's University of Texas, San Antonio. San Antonio, you're correct. Okay. So, um, now, I finally have Indy picking because they traded back. And I have the Cardinals picking. And Indy needs everything. Yeah. yeah. They're Indy maybe the least talented team in the NFL at this point. So you have, hold on. So you have Indy picking where the Cardinals are. What are the Cardinals giving up? Let me take a look at what my So team. you have them obviously giving up this pick, but what else are they giving up? Because Indy they gives up number six. Arizona yep. gives up 15, their, their second round pick, and their fourth round pick. You got the trade chart, too. Yeah, so that's right. The number really exactly fit. Exactly fit. You see, the thing is this year, and we've talked about this, so you have them going this for the last quarterback, right? So you have them going number six to Indy. So you have them, you have Buffalo already trading up. So you have no other teams that might need a quarterback looking to get up. They are in. In my mind, they are. I don't I'm see just Pittsburgh saying, right? or New Orleans trading up. Right, or New England for that matter. Yeah, to me, those teams are looking at a Lamar Jackson or they're going to look in the second round at a Luke Falk or a Mason Rudolph, or a Kyle Ioretta from um, Richmond. Right. So, you, so you're saying when Indy's on the clock, there's no other competition. This is it. Like the other teams are going to have to pay more to get above Indy because yeah. people know that they'll be the Bills or they'll right. be the Cardinals. There'll be somebody competing against them. With this pick, number six, all the quarterbacks are gone, but there's no other competition to get there. Right. So you may be able to go exactly because if you're going right. above them, you have to go. You're like the Jets. The Jets well, had to pay a buck. The Jets had to pay a buck thirty-five on the dollar. Yeah. See, for the sixth pick, I don't think you need to. Okay. Because for three of the other five behind those half. Exactly. And now, so, what if the Broncos stay? If the Broncos stay, right? I would. I don't have them taking the quarterback. I would have them probably going for for Smith or for or for Denzel for one of the cornerbacks. That's hot. Because look, you lost Akito Eve. Right. You need a replacement. Yep. Um, you could use a linebacker like Roque Smith as well, although that's a little bit high for me for a it's linebacker. High. But you don't think they'll they'll take um I don't think Nelson? they should, uh, they could also go Nelson. I don't think they should go quarterback. I don't look, you just signed Kate Keenum to a two year deal. Two year deal which could or could not Right, eighteen million. Easy to easy to get out if you need to. Right, but what if he actually is the quarterback that you signed? That he is the quarterback from last year. Oh, then you love it. Yeah, I get that. 
then you're going to be able to you're going to try and re-sign them again for a longer contract. After. And then you've wasted a first. And you wasted a top five pick. So for me, this I think this is all a damn smokescreen. Okay. Um. So I would go best player available for Denver if I picked as I pick at five. Okay. Um. There's no other than Von Miller. There's no extraordinary talent that they have at this point. Agreed. Um, so you have the Cardinals picking a, a linebacker here. Uh, well, I have sorry, you have the Broncos picking for the. For I, have the Indy, I have Indy pick, making the oh, pick. Indy making so, the pick. And I have an, Indy needs best player available. Agreed. They're, they, they're, they have no talent anywhere. Agreed. So to me, they actually go defensive line, they go Davenport. Okay. So who's your pick at 15? So 15, I have Lamar Jackson. I have them waiting it out and getting the quarterback that they need without going anywhere. I don't have them trading up in any scenario. I do not have them trading up because I don't. They're a team that can't justify losing that much capital. They don't have the extra picks. They don't have. They don't have the buff. The Bills have two firsts, two seconds, yeah. and two thirds. They can use it. Indy just accumulated. Indy just accumul- accumulated a ton of picks. Cleveland's been accumulating picks like there's nobody's business over the last couple of years. The Cardinals are old. They don't have the ability to go and give up. You got them giving up their second this year and their fourth, right? I do. That's a lot to give up. It is a lot to give when up. When you have an old have, roster, you also have no quarterback. But they're getting their quarterback at 12 right. or exactly. whatever, 14. And the problem is I don't know Steve Wilk. Like, a lot of these offense, a lot of these people who are being brought in. Right. He's a defensive guy. A defensive guy who, to be honest, neither you nor I have heard anything about Agreed. really until the last year when he was out for the Giants job. Absolutely. So I don't know exactly what they're looking for in a quarterback. But they are and old. They are old. If they need, and if they need a court, if Lamar Jackson fits what's the kind of offense Wilkes wants to run, then I agree you don't trade up for 15. I, if, to me, I have heard rumors of five quarterbacks in the top 12. I don't see it. Well, he's the last one. Yes, right? He's the last one, and, and, and that's where I got him going. So now we got to the Ravens. I think the Ravens, and I think the Ravens are looking to trade down. I think they can get what they want at 20. I agree. I got them here picking Mike McClinchy because I think they need an offensive lineman, but I don't think they need him here. I think if they can go down to 20 or, or even 23, as long as they are above New England, Oh, sorry. So they got to be at 21. They got to be where Buffalo is. So as long as they are above New England, I think they're safe in getting McClinchy or getting a Colton Miller. Or getting right, well, I have Miller actually going to New England, okay. but or getting a Will Hernandez, who I have going above. Them. I have I have him going later. But that, but I'm saying I think they want to trade down, and if there is a trade down to have, they will do it. The problem is right here in this, I don't think there's much of a difference between A and B. No, I don't, think, I don't think there's much trading here. Your position yeah, can go down. Your work can go down. You are all positionally here. Yeah. You are not looking at, I'm going to go up and get this guy. The only guy that you would go up and get is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Because if you want the quarterback, that's the only one that's left. And in my opinion, for the first round. That's the only guy you're going up to get. So. Yeah. I don't have anybody else, and so, yeah, I got McGlinchey going here, assuming they don't make a trade. The two things, look, they need offense. And they need offensive line. They need offensive line. They need a quarterback because we all know my feelings on their quarterback. Well, he's most, well the, good, 
the good thing for you, Mr. Cannons, is that next year he's going to get cut because for the I'm first time. I'm not a Ravens fan. Well, I'm saying for the first time since that ridiculous contract that they had to pay Joe Flacco, they can cut him with only like $6 million on the cap instead of $26 million on the cap. So he won't last past next year unless he restructures. No. So, and I see them taking a quarterback later in this draft. Yeah, so. I, I agree. Um, I do, but what do they need? They need offensive line. They need wideouts. And they, uh, look, they do. Their wideouts are terrible. Yes, they signed Mike Wallace, but we all know that. Never no, they didn't sign Mike Wallace. They signed him last year. They last signed him last year. Now he went to he went to the Eagles. That's right. Who, who did they sign? They signed a. They definitely got a, a wideout. They signed Willie Snead. Well, they did that yesterday, but they actually have another wideout. Hold on a second. Anyway. Continue on. But they, regardless, they didn't sign a superstar. They didn't get a walk, not the Watkins is a superstar. But they didn't get Alvin Robinson. They didn't get Watkins. They didn't get Robert Woods. Um, or they didn't get a great wideout. I have them going DJ Moore. Uh, a Maryland guy going to a Maryland team, a guy who is really tough and brings a toughness to the offense that they really only have with Alex Collins. I like. I, I think it fits. So they got. Uh, John Brown Who can't say and Michael Crabtree. That was the guy. Okay, so Crabtree can be can be a solid a solid number two. With this, you get you get a couple number twos. If I knew that, I may have switched. I may have switched, but I don't really have an issue with more at sixteen. So who do you have going Chargers, Chargers? Chargers need the Chargers offense. They need a quarterback at some point, but it's not a. I don't think it's a rush. You have another couple years with with Rivers. Um. Their, their offense is solid. You go D7. You go top front seven. I have them going to Ron Payne. As do I. Okay. That was easy. I, I, their offense is locked and loaded. I mean, they really are set everywhere with their position players and skill players, and their offensive line is set as well. So I agree with you. Okay, so the Seahawks. Seahawks need help. Yeah. They need to get younger, yeah. and they need defensive line help as well as offensive line help. They need both sides of the ball. I agree. Okay, so if we're looking at who's around, we can look at a Will Hernandez. We can look at a Maurice Hurst. We can look at um, a Connor Williams. But I actually have them go on the opposite side of the ball. They have to replace a Michael Bennett, and they have yet to replace a Bruce Irvin, and that's been two years. And I have them going Harold Landry out of BC, who if he had come out last year would have been a top five pick. And he came back to BC and had an unfortunate, disappointing year filled with a lot of injuries. But he's a perfect guy for Seattle. He's not bad. I, but to me, they are the worst offensive line in the NFL. They've had that for a while. Yes. But who's there to take that spot? McGlinchey? McGlinchey. Right. There you go. That's fair. So, I don't have anybody. Do you have anybody else that McGlinchey's gone that was bigger offensive line-wise? I don't have anybody that uh, high. Um, the next one I have is again, actually the next one I have is a 21. So you could go that you could go there. And again, they would love to trade down because yeah. they don't have a second or a third. So they would this team would love to trade down. They traded their second for uh, Sheldon Williams, Sheldon Richardson last year, and then the Jets traded down. So all right. So moving forward, um, the Cowboys. Des Bryant out. DJ Moore in. It is a to me it's perfect. Uh, they have Alan Burns now, who is a health risk. They still have Cole Beasley. They drafted Ryan Switzer last year. Right. DJ Morris is their burner. He is their replacement. 
for Deadbutt. And you know DJ more better than, better than I do. Yeah. Is, is it a solid selection for them? It is. Does he fill the role? He fills the role. He's got, he's, I don't have him because obviously I have him going a couple picks before. I have the best route runner in the draft, Calvin Ridley from Alabama. They were desperate for a wide out. They do need defensive help, but you have no wide receivers at this point. Again, you can't depend on Hearns or Terrence Williams or Beasley. These are – we don't know what we have there. Well, I think you won't even see Beasley or Williams on the team three days after the draft. Exactly. I think they're both gone. Because he's really. got a $4.5 million tax hit, and Beasley's just not worth $4.5 no, million no. in this market. Williams only has a million dollars. He may stay. But Beasley, I think, is one of those guys that you're going to see after this – after the draft go, boop, bye, and Jerry Wadd, no problem leaving, letting him go. Okay, the Lions. Lions need defensive, defensive line help. Um, I have them going with uh, Kevin Bryan from Florida. And I think the Lions need offensive line help just as much as they need defense. Not, not much of an argument. No, not at all. And I got them going. The guard, Willie Will Hernandez. Um, yeah, Will Hernandez. So now we're up to the Bungles. Is it, now, is that Keith's brother? No. Okay, just making sure. But he does have a good stack. There you go. Maybe. All right. So since he needs offensive line help desperately. Um, they didn't recover from losing Dietler, losing Saul, uh, Andrew Whitworth last year. Agreed. Uh, they traded for, they picked some guys that didn't pan out. I have him going with, uh, I think, James Daniels, the offensive lineman from Iowa. Okay, well, James Daniels did not make my draft. So that is one guy that you know you will not find. Uh, I don't believe he made my draft. Nope. Okay, so here's, your, here's one of your, your guys that you may or may not have heard of. Josh Jackson is the cornerback that is going to go here. And the reason he goes here is because Dre Fitzpatrick, Dre, Dre Kirkpatrick stinks. <laughs> He's a D. Miller of the Bengals. Pac-Man Jones is 36 years old. I think he was 306 years old. No, that too. But they have no secondary. And they need a guy. <laughs> they need a guy. They need we a all guy. need a guy. Everybody needs a guy. Everybody needs a guy. But their guy is going to be Josh Jackson and not the guy that was on Dawson's Creek. So... Thank you for clarifying. So, Josh Jackson here. Now, Buffalo, now, here's the pick that if, that they're going to keep. No, wait. This is their first, their second pick, right? This is 22? Yeah. Yep. This is 22. So, if they trade this, if this goes in a tr- trade to Denver that allows them to take either Mayfield or Allen, this is going to be Christian Kirk. Really? Yeah. I t- the eyes lit up because – He's a returner and a slot guy, and I think he, he goes very well here, both to Denver or to Indianapolis, I think, or to Buffalo. Buffalo needs wideouts, too, and I think this is Christian Kirk. And I know this is a, this is a, a questionable pick at best. This is my surprise pick. There's always one. Okay, so I actually had to make a switch on one of my moves because I had Denver going corner-corner, which I don't really see happening. No, nope, probably not. So – you can go quarter quarter. I can. Um, or if you're the Browns, you can go quarterback quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Quarter quarter. Someone brought that up on ESPN this morning. Who in there? Why is this even a discussion point? Steve Walsh and Troy Aikman. Exactly. Um, we all know who that so is. I have Denver at 22. I have them taking Harold Landry. Okay. I like that pick for them. Uh, it's even with Shane Ray. Yeah. No, you still got Shane Ray there. And you do. Yeah. But Ray's also had many drug arrests. So on and so forth. Now, at, at 22, you had which, – which one did you – is that where you had Kirk? 22 is the Buffalo, right? Yeah, I had Kirk. Okay. 
So at 23, well, someone decided that they didn't want Malcolm Butler anymore. So, you know, they need a couple things. And one of them is a corner to go with Stephen Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. I have him going with Josh Jackson. Somebody also decided not to pay Nate Soldier. That is true. And they kind of need a tackle. That was <laughs> well, until I realized I had to flip them because of the Denver thing. I have them going. I, I consider them. I have offensive line with them at 31. And I got Colton Miller going there to New England. And I think that's a solid. I, I, I think they have to go offensive line somewhere in this draft. Yeah. And they may go for five of them. I yeah. mean, but I think Colton Miller is another one here. Okay, so now Carolina at 24. Carolina at 24. Okay, so Carolina, what does Carolina need? Corner. And offensive line. And corner. And corner. And corner. So there's two plays you can go. You can either go Jerry Alexander or you go offensive line. I went offensive line with Colton Miller. Or you could go Mike Hughes, who I still have on the board. There you go. And Mike, Mike Hughes is a steal this low to me. So... Mike Hughes has had several off-the-field problems. I think it drops him, but I think this is where he, he's – the bottom drops out for him. And believe it or not, I do not have Jer Alexander in the first round. I don't believe it. I'm in shock. I know. I don't have him in the first round, although that may change based on my thoughts going. <laughs> so, okay. 25 is Tennessee. Yeah, what does Tennessee need? Front seven up. And back seven. And, and defensive line up. Yeah. Yeah, so I have kind of the edge rusher guy uh, from Boise who's really jumped up, Lee Van Der Esch. And I have Taven Bryan. Now, this is the best part for me. I have back-to-back picks with the same last name. I don't think I've ever had that. Maurice Hurst and Hunter. <laughs> Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. So I got the Falcons going defensive line with Maurice Hurst, which I think uh, they, need, they need a defensive tackle. With the loss of Ontario Poe, who went to um, – who went to Carolina yeah. on a big contract. They have this big, massive hole in the middle. And Dontario Bow is a big, massive guy. So Maurice Hurst lands that. Now, have you heard anything in regards to what's going on with Julio Jones in Atlanta? No. Well, I heard that he scrubbed his profile last night. Yeah. And he said it was just a reboot on his social media. You know what? Maybe. Maybe. Until – so he hasn't shown up at, at, at uh, optional training, OTS. But it's still optional. So yeah. until July 12th, where it's mandatory training camp, you really don't say anything. He's, I think, the fourth best paid wideout now behind Antonio Brown. It will be Odell Beckham. I think there's one or two others that are higher than him after we signed that major deal five years ago. I think Mike Evans is one of them. Yeah, right, three years ago. But uh, he's earning $14.5 million a year, so I really can't cry for him. I'm not sure what he'd be complaining yeah. about. Exactly. Okay, so Atlanta, Atlanta to me, is the best player available kind of team. Agreed. Um, I actually have him going corner. I have him going Jerry Alexander from Louisville. you got a lot of corners. I do. It's yeah. a corner and offensive line draft. Okay, so now the Saints. Saints need a tight end. They drafted so well last year. I think they had five guys in their starting lineup from last year's draft. They did very well in the draft last year. They got some defensive help last year. They now need a replacement for their free agent boss named Kobe Fleener. And I think this is where they go, Hayden Hurst. And truth be told, I did not intend to do back-to-back Hurst. It actually just happened that way. Most people do with a man named Hurst. I actually have the other Hurst. Man with a horse? Man with a horse. <laughs> I do think they actually 
tight end is something I think they go in the second round. Okay. Whether it's a Michael Lecky from Penn State or, or Mark Andrews from Oklahoma, I think they go D line. I think the best player left in this draft is Maurice Hurst for me. Who you who you have heard about before? It would be very nice with Sheldon with uh, Sheldon Rankins and Cam Jordan up front. Great. So now it's up to Pitt. Pitt's an interesting interesting place right here. Oh, you see, I I, I think there's only one one person for them. Well, I think there's only one position for them too. They gotta fill Ryan Shane's spot. They gotta fill. You saw in the playoffs, right? They didn't have a guy that could go side right. No, they had rookies who were not ready for that position. They had nobody that was ready for that position. It's it important they have the speed to go sideline to sideline. And Pitt, there's, there's two choices for me. One is Rashawn Evans from Alabama, and one is Lamar Jackson, who I haven't chosen yet. You haven't. I have not. I understand that. But this is. And actually, the more I look at it, I don't like Lamar Jackson in Pittsburgh. I like they have Dobbs. I don't think they need him. I'm actually going to choose my, change my pick to Rashad Evans. <laughs> Which I'm allowed to do. You are. And look, to me, this is falling in the lap, right? This is, to me, the best player in my draft. I have Lamar Jackson. I think Jackson's the best player. I just don't think he's the better. As now, you have Lamar Jackson already gone. Right, I said, he's gone. He's not my draft. But he's not available. But I think when you get this low in the draft, it is fit. And he is the perfect fit for this team. He can fit right into that speed speed linebacker. They need somebody to go sideline to sideline. Rashawn Evans does this. Now we're at the Jaguars. So the Jaguars don't lost Alan Hearns. They lost Alan Robinson. And they have our favorite player, Marquise Lee, as their number one wide receiver. No, they signed somebody else, didn't they? Jaguars signed somebody. Oh, they couldn't have left that. Hold on. We're, 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 guys, sorry. Yeah, well, we're looking for the Jaguars 2018 depth chart. They signed somebody else. There's no way they could go into the league, into the year with just that. Because that would be horrible. Okay, 2018 Jacksonville depth chart. No, that's who they got. They got Marquis Lee and Dante Moncrief as the one and the two. So, seeing that, <laughs> I think, Seth, you will agree with me that if Calvin Ridley is on the board, this is the place that Calvin Ridley goes. Yes. Um, I have no real major complaint with it. I just don't see him on the board there. But if he can drop to 27, I think that's an absolute steal for Jacksonville. And – yeah, the question is, if you think you can win your championship now, which I, if I'm Tom Coughlin and I'm Doug Marone, they were very close. To yeah. There is no they should have won. They should have won the AFC. There is no reason to think that you're, a, you're, not, you're not a player away. So to take a Lamar Jackson, who may be a better fit, he may be a better quarterback, but the reality is you have no wideouts or no tight ends. And you can get a wide out in the second round to me. Maybe not a Cortland Sutton, but there are guys that are there, a Christian Kirk, to be honest, um, you know, who's, who went a little bit, who Sean kind of, I think, jumped the gun with a little bit. Dude, awesome. Um, I go tight end, and because Mercedes Lewis is 96 years old at this point, 
Uh, yeah, I think you're maybe 97. Okay. Yeah, you, sure. you get the point. Yeah, he's old. Um, he's almost as old so, as us. The question is, so do they go Hunter Hurst or do they go Dallas Ghoster from South Dakota State? Um, I actually am going to ha- – I have him going Hurst. Okay. Who I had going to the Saints. Yes. Okay, so now we're up to Minnesota. Minnesota doesn't need much. No, they, they don't. And when you don't need much, there's two ways to go. You go offensive line and you go defensive line because you can never have too many offensive linemen and you can never have too many pass rushers. And because of that, I have them going Connor Williams out of Texas uh, to play offensive line. I could see them taking a D, D lineman because Anthony Barr is a free agent after this year, but I don't see a pass rushing defensive lineman that's still on the board that fits that bill. I will tell you in about 15 seconds to that. But I do agree with you. Of all the teams in the league, Minnesota needs Less, probably less major needs than any, than any other team. So what do I have with Minnesota? I actually have them going offensive line. I have them going Will Hernandez. Okay. So that makes sense. So you at Jacksonville. Who did you have at Jacksonville? Jacksonville, I had Ridley. And then Minnesota, I had Connor Woods. I made a boo-boo. Okay. So now I'm up to New England. I'm changing my picks. And we we're allowed we are, we're allowed to change these picks. Yeah. And somehow I let Lamar Jackson fall and fall and fall. There you go. Or Aaron Rodgers. And we have heard rumors about that New England would trade up for him. Well, guess what? In my draft, they don't even have to. So what the hell? I have Lamar Jackson going to New England at 31. Okay, so how many more years does Tom Brady play? Two. Two when he's done. I think so. How many more years does Gronkowski play? Two. Jake, do you think it's one? <laughs> Jake, says one. Jake, is, Jake, Jake is not a New England guy. We can tell that. Prognosticators, Jake came is saying one. By the way, for you Boston fans, Boston is up 13 over Milwaukee, 53 to 40. Austin, you're listening to this podcast live instead of watching the game. I don't know if it's how you So, I did have, because it's just a New England name in Leighton Vanderesh here, like Kyle Vanderbosch or any of those guys. But, like you said, there are players that just fall. And I had them taking Colton Miller with the first pick of theirs. And Jaira Alexander is just sitting there. And he may be a top 20 talent in this draft. And like you said, Malcolm Butler left, and they got a spot. And that spot is Carly Cayman's. No, just kidding. That's five. Oh, mommy's home. So that spot goes to New England and Jair Alexander. So now the Eagles. Do they trade the pick? Wow, we're on the radio and I'm being accused of bullying. Anyway. I don't think they trade the pick. I think they go. Jason Peters is getting very old. I think they go. He's almost as old as Mercedes Lewis. He's 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 302 years old, not 306. I think they go offensive line. I'm going Isaiah Wynn from Georgia. Okay, so I had Sonny Sonny Michelle here. 
as a as a running back because I think that they're going to trade the pick. However, now I have Leighton Vanderesh, who's available. So I am moving Leighton Vanderesh just because I need to say Leighton Vanderesh, and even more so, he's a pass rusher. And if he doesn't go in the first round, I can definitely see somebody taking him with the first two picks in the second round and thus getting me points. And it's all about it's all about the points. And look, the Giants have the second pick in the first round. First, second pick in the second round. Second pick in the second round. And they need a pass rusher. So if they don't get if they don't get Chubb, Okay, so we finished a little early. So we finished this is record time, dude. We're we're under an hour for the NFL draft. So I think it's about time that we end this. Because we got we got the misses here, we got Jake here, and we got the Celtics. Hopefully gonna lose a little bit. But anyway, so next week we'll be back, as we are, with our birthday show. It will be Seth's birthday. Wah, wah, wah. So we may record a little bit earlier in the day just so Seth can go out with the – Go out He's having the best birthday the next day, and I think I got him the ultimate birthday gift. As always. So – or Seth can be drinking tequila on his birthday night. So either – maybe with me. We'll see. Anyway. For Seth, for Seth Cavins, this is Sean Bobber, and Carly Cavins and Jay Cavins. BackSportsRadio.com, Seth and Sean Sports Radio. We'll talk to you guys next week when we figure out how absolutely awful we did. Have a good week, everybody. Have a good one, everyone. Can I tell you something?